0: (laughs) Hi, welcome to Wondrous Moms. Educator moms, we've got you.
1: We're Felice and Christine. Between the two of us, we have five kids and several decades' experience working in education, from K-12 to higher ed.
0: We know the joy and stress you are under as educators and moms and want to bring you the best and most helpful minutes of your week to help you get through it all. So today we are talking with Gail Lovett. Gail is a mom of three little kids, research faculty with teaching responsibilities, and has traveled a lot over the course of her academic career. We can't wait to hear more about how she manages this particular situation and find out more about her family and work life. We're so glad you were able to take some time out to chat with us. So hi, Gail. Hi, Christine. Hi, Gail. Hi, Felicia. Hi. So, um, Gail, why don't you tell us a little bit about your kids' ages and like your main job and travel responsibilities that you've had over the past few years while also growing a family?
2: <laughs> sure. Um, I have three kids. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. Wow. I had my first two kids, um, my seven-year-old daughter and my five-year-old son. Um they were 19 months apart and I had them during my PhD. Uh,
1: totally
2: blacked out. I have no <laughs> recollection. Um, I had
1: my five year old during my PhD. Oh,
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't even really remember. I, don't, it.
1: it's a blur. I also
2: don't remember my son's like first year. I have some guilt over that. I look at pictures and I'm like, Oh, I was a good mom. I did that <laughs> But I, you know, it was like a slog and I was desperate and committed to doing it all in four years. And so I didn't take any time off and um, it was insane. So,
1: I did actually, you, but Gail, Gail, did you get a lot of sympathy, though, being pregnant while being a, in the program? Because I know I did. Oh, I did not. I did not. <laughs> everyone was having kids oh, in my program. Goodness. Everyone was so supportive of me. They're like, please sit here. Can oh, we that's hilarious. What can <laughs> we get you? Oh, yeah, I was taking care. No, of. everyone was having Bye. kids. <laughs> oh, I, no one was in my program. I was the only one.
0: I think in education PhDs, a lot of people teach in their twenties and then go back. You know, so yes, there ended yeah. up being a lot of early thirty something, you know, young, newly married or getting married and having starting their families. that was my grad program anyway. <laughs> oh, I much? was
2: one of only two people in the like the entire school of Ed that was pregnant in the doc program,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we were trailblazers because they oh, wow. didn't know what to do with us. Yeah. And I was like, it'll be fine. It's not going to change anything. Like, I'll be totally fine. I'll teaching my class. You know, I'll give birth and then I'll go right back to teaching. Like, three days later, it will be no big deal. Okay. And I just remember, like, the second semester after my daughter was born, I had a six-week-old. And she had. we both had thrush. And it was terrible. And I remember, oh. like pumping milk in the parking garage while all of these people, like all these undergrads were walking by me. And I was just like, why this is this my life?
1: I know. So, it is hard. That part is it hard. Was. I do remember waddling around and there's all these young, like in shape kids running around, yes. you know, like going to class. And I'm like, don't mind me waddling through here. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I don't it, know. Was,
0: I was- it was tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's always really interesting. I believe our union for graduate assistants actually had maternity coverage, like very, very, okay. very, 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 very minimal, like a day of pay, but like it was written in there. Yeah. So that was interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah.
2: We were, Virginia does not have any unions. We are a union free state. So we are an at will state. So, yeah.
0: um, actually, it I was will say, different in Seattle.
2: Yes. Oh yes. Um, I will say that the graduate students after me, so it was a little late for by the time I had my second, but um, they all banded together. And so when I returned as faculty, I was Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean you have a lactation room? What is this lactation room you're speaking of? Is it across the street in the parking garage in the cold? Because that's where I was doing it. I mean, I was a little like salty about it because I'm like, what do you mean you have a maternity leave policy? Like I had to basically
0: maybe overload it.
2: Oh, maybe. I mean, I tried to be. I don't know. I guess I went in with the mentality of like, I'm not going to like make it seem like I want extra uh, attention or like you know special yeah, treatment like- and so I probably wasn't vocal enough about what I
1: needed but I um, had all I- these hearing women around me they were like let us help you you can turn everything in late it's okay like that's I feel like my experience was like all these hippie women that were like surrounding me with quilts and love and braiding my yeah. hair <laughs> it was so weird now that I hear I- this <laughs>
0: Yeah, not my experience. <laughs> not mine at all.
2: And as a doc student, when I was interviewed, they, one of the like senior faculty said to me, and I was like 32 when I was interviewing for it, because I had been a teacher and then I was an administrator and they were like, so don't be one of those people who comes in and just has a baby. And I was like, oh, that won't be me. Oh, and then a year later, I'm like, I'm pregnant.
1: So who, I was who asked a, that?
2: Who was the oh, person that asked that? It was, this- a, it was an older woman. Who has since retired, but she was like, and if you ever do have kids, you tell people that you're going to a yoga class, not that you you know, you're staying home and taking care of your kid that morning. She's
1: getting every inappropriate HR thing you can <laughs> Oh, totally. You know, well, that, a
2: fellow um, New Yorker. She did was not that
0: for your current position?
2: No, I will say the difference is I So one of the interesting things about going from a doc student to research faculty in the same university is that when I became, like, a faculty member and I got pregnant with my third child, it was so, like, different. Everybody's like, oh, we're so excited for you.
1: Let me get your belly.
2: So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a way of, like, I don't know, kind of keeping doc students
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: in their place. I'm not sure what it was. Um, Or maybe – you know, there were there were tales of ye women who had babies and then never finished. Many, many oh, cautionary wow. tales of them. So That's I don't know.
1: Cautionary tale. <laughs> well well
0: i, I was friends with some of those people.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my. Yes. So that was
2: um I segue. So I started I finished my um doctoral degree and then my PhD and then I was able to go into a clinical role. And I kept that role for a year, and that um that was great because it was a, a really great kind of intermediate. I knew I'm I am location bound. My husband can he works as um, he works with the government, um not for the government anymore, but he can only really work in Washington D.C. or San Diego because uh, of his, uh, mm-hmm. what his specialty is. And so I knew we weren't moving to San Diego, so I knew I was either going to move back up to D.C. And, or I was going to have mm-hmm. to stay around Charlottesville. And, um, I, you know, we lived in DC for 10 years is when we met. We thought we were cool city people. We were like, we're totally going to like go back to our one bedroom condo that we own. <laughs> and then I had two kids in a minivan and I was on like the major, you know, grid traffic gridlock. Like what is wrong with you people? And so oh, I knew God. we were staying in Charlottesville. So I was able to take a clinical position and then Just, I think, by luck and the fact that I'm a really hard worker, so maybe not taking any time off and, like, popping out two kids in a dissertation all at the same time, you know, got got me some street cred. Um, I parlayed that into an opportunity where I came back from maternity leave with my third child, and they said, we um, have these what they called in the state turnaround schools and I don't like calling them that but we need someone who has um administrative experience but and you know instructional leadership experience right. but also has a lot of content knowledge so we need someone to lead that and so it started with one little local school here and it was a really a partnership between the university and the department of education the Virginia and then the school and it went from that one little school, which seemed like a good fit for me. So I would spend half of my week there and then I would mm-hmm. teach two classes. And so that was a full-time job. And that was enough because I still had a really young baby. Yeah. And that was another, like, I'm pumping in, like, the guidance counselor's office and, like, yeah. kids are trying to open the door. And I'm like, oh, my God. Get out. Get <laughs> get out. I don't even belong at the school. And so then I felt like, you know, I'm like this intruder pumping milk. I mean, it was a whole thing. And I didn't, I didn't know how to ask the principal. Anyway, all that to say, I went from that to the next year, it blew up and we had all of these different schools and districts across the state of Virginia, which is a very big state who wanted to partner with us. So then I spent- three years and that required me traveling about once a week. Um
0: overnights or
2: overnights. A lot of times overnights. Well they had to be um because you know a school day starts at eight o'clock in the morning.
1: And yeah. So if it's five hours away. while. Oh, yeah yeah. And you have to so of course you'd go the night before absolutely and then you'd
2: be there till two o'clock and depending on where it was like even my school's up by dc in virginia that school it was like if you tried to leave at four o'clock you weren't getting out so then i'm like well i guess i'm here another night so it was often between one or two nights and then i had two schools location wise that were about an hour from each other so i try to go and visit them so then it'd be like three nights um
1: oh wow so yes
2: i traveled i traveled quite a bit um with my young kids and i think Um, you know, I think that helped me to be a better mom in some ways because Mm -hmm. I, with my daughter, the day that she turned one, I was on a plane to San Diego to present my research at a international conference.
1: Goodness!
2: And that, and your daughter's your
0: oldest. That's your oldest.
2: Oldest. Yes, my first. Your first kid
0: turned one. You were like, gotta Um, go present my research.
2: I know. Isn't that – I mean, I don't know. Uh, to me, I had all this guilt, and I was like, maybe I'll Well, don't it.
0: worry. The party was another day, and they don't know.
2: <laughs> I know. And then, and then I was like, she doesn't know she's turning one. Like, right. So I spent the – and I'm like, her days are all the same. So I spent the morning with her, and I dragged myself onto a cross-country flight and spent like four days presenting, because when you go to a conference in San Diego, it's not like you can just fly in and fly
1: out. Right. No. So,
2: um, and I think at that point I got the sense of like, okay, I know that my husband is, you know, a fairly good caretaker, and we're beyond the like, you know, she can only eat from me stage, and he's not going to accidentally kill her, and you know, it's okay for him to have some of this burden. And for a long time, I had this like weird guilt over like, I know, mom, I should be the one doing this, and then I'm like, but he travels for work too, and he's not second guessing whether or not he should go, like, right. he just goes. Yeah. So I, there was like this great tweet um, last year that somebody like was talking to their mom, and the mom was like, Oh my gosh, you're so lucky that your husband's letting you take a weekend with your girlfriends. And the daughter's like, uh, Yeah, he's really enjoying doing his share of being a father. I and think I, that so that's so- kind of the mentality I've mm-hmm. gotten
1: into. I remember when I had my first child and My Someone said something like, is your husband babysitting him tonight? And another woman said, it's not babysitting when it's your own child. Your peers? (laughs) It's a good point to make though. I mean, I think a lot of people just assume that like, oh, he's taking on babysitting duties and it's not so it's not
2: and you know I think when we're like when we've been in education he's an engineer so like he's never been around little kids he doesn't know and so the yeah. educator in me too was like make sure that you're reading to her and make sure that you're doing this and you know <laughs> let's set up a structure and bad time is this and in bed no later than eight o'clock and naps and da and I think um I had to start letting that go and you
0: have to feel, let, let have him to. do his own routine
2: yes and like stop I couldn't even micromanage him like I used mm-hmm, to yes. and then Second child, I was so tired that I was just like, "Yeah, that's cool." Like, make they're alive. <laughs> and they get, I don't need to know what happens in the middle. Yeah, yep.
1: yep. <laughs> no. you know, as long as they're clean and clothed and alive and fed, I'm just gonna hope everything went the way it should and just let it go.
2: So the pillar of my mother traveling guilt, if you want to hear this story, is that I got like, you know, probably from all the traveling and being in all these petri dishes of schools mm-hmm. in the middle of winter, it was like February, I got some sort of like horrible upper respiratory bronchitis thing. And I wow. knew I had to leave. It was a it was over a weekend. And I knew I had to leave Sunday night to be at a school on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm very sick. And my do- my oldest is five. And my youngest is like, you know, one. And so she they get invited to this birthday party at a trampoline park. My oldest does. And I'm like, I have read all the research on those. Those are horribly dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna go. You're going to go. Absolutely not. And my husband's like, oh, it'll be fun. Like, what are you worried about? Let me take them. And then you can take a nap while the baby naps. And like, I'll take the, you know, older two. And you're being crazy. And I was like, fine, go. I'm too Were sick. you
0: really worried about the danger? Or we're using oh, it as an excuse to not go.
1: <laughs> I was one hundred percent worried about the danger of it my like, they say their brains are too—they're too young and they can jog around in their head and cause like some damage. Oh, I mean, they're <laughs> horrible! Par- like terrible. Parents are like the number one most
2: dangerous thing <laughs> for children ever. Mm-hmm. So I let my—I tell my husband who tells me I'm being crazy. I let him go because the like draw of taking a nap before I know uh-huh. I need to get in the car and drive
1: four hours it's and the doctor right?
2: So seductive that Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. Five minutes after I lay my head on the pillow, I get a text from him. Her daughter is hurt Mm. and he's going to need to come home. And I'm like, what? So he brings her home and she's a firstborn. So of course, like she has all the drama and she was very much coddled and held all the time. So I can't, I can't tell if she's really hurt or if she's, like, scared or if she's kind of digging the attention. So I bring her to the doctor, the pediatrician, on a Sunday afternoon. And the pediatrician can't even, like, touch her leg without her crying. Oh, no. And he can't even get close to her leg without, you know. So he's, like, trying to touch it, and he's still six six inches off, so she's screaming. And in her chart, I'm not kidding, our regular pediatrician showed me later, there was, like, a – sensitive child notice. Oh my god. So they wrap an ace bandage around her knee. They wrap an ace bandage around her knee and this, you know, doctor who's doing his best, but he's just not a regular person. Is like, oh, you know, just some Tylenol, have her rest it, you know, come back if it's still bothering her tomorrow. And so I go with that. So I get in the car, I drop her off at home, I give her some kisses, I put an ice pack on it, I say, see ya to my husband, I get in the car, I drive four hours, I'm so sick, I like take my medicine cabinet out in the middle of the hotel room, I sleep like the dead for nine hours, I wake up the next morning to a whole series of texts from my husband, Oh no! Starting at like
0: one a.m. Or <laughs> Like she was. So oh, how sleeping. old is she at this point?
2: Five. She's not sleeping. She's screaming. She won't put any weight on it. I'm gonna have to take her in as soon as the doctor's office opens. You know, blah 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 blah. So I call him immediately as soon as I get it a little bit more rested, and I'm like, yes, take her to the doctor immediately. Get her to our regular doctor, who then. Look, takes one look at her leg and says to my husband, you need to take her right now to the children's hospital, to the orthopedics right away. And my husband says, well, I'll just text my wife and maybe she can come home and take her. And <laughs> the was
0: like, You need to take her. <laughs> you can do this.
2: You're you can do this. And so he takes her and she had a buckle fracture of her tibia and her fibula. And I drove like a, you know, like the wind Back awesome. to her that day and found her in a, um ankle to hip cast in a wheelchair.
0: Oh no. Oh my God. So is this a trampoline park? Just to be clear, not one of those bouncy it, places. You know,
2: no, it was a trampoline park. She was bounced okay. by an oh adult. My God. Oh no. Yes. So after that, I felt an so. adult? About she, yes. Who was on? Was not supposed to be on. But the I place, was going to say know, that doesn't safe
1: with little ones. I know. <laughs> I know. You were vindicated in your research. I yes.
2: was totally vindicated, except I had a kid in a wheelchair. After that, People like, what? Like, to tell you about those parks. I know. And is I was, there a silver was, lining?
0: Is there a silver lining to the story? Uh, then there
2: is, there is in that I still continue to travel, but I still, you know, for a long time, I felt so much guilt because I'm like, well, look, what can happen while I'm gone? Like, I left my kid who had two broken bones in her leg, so I could travel. But I've since moved past it. Um, I think there's a part of me too that appreciates like the 24 hours when you're on travel of getting to be a full-time professional. Yes. Where you're not mm-hmm. like, get out the door, get in the van. Oh yeah. my God, you know, mm-hmm. do these five things. Okay, now I've got to walk into this meeting and act like yes. I slept the entire night. Like, okay, we've got this, you know, or even today I had to leave a meeting because my daughter, same one, had a, you know, very high temperature and I picked her up and then I pick her up at school and she's like, So what are we doing? And I'm like, oh no, no, no.
0: <laughs> She's like, Are we going oh, to lunch? Oh, right. lunch?
2: I'm like, you're going to the doctor. And then I'm going to drop you off with a babysitter. because I got to get back for this other meeting that I'm like not canceling because they already I already used the yoga class excuse. So I can't
1: do <laughs> it again this week. You are living my life. Me. <laughs> hey, I'll pick this yes. kid up. And he's like, Can we go to McDonald's? I'm like, what? No, we're going home. That's why I'm here. Yeah, right. You are so sick that you had to leave school. That right. there will
2: be no fun. There will be no fun. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> shopping
1: and getting treats. Like what is right. happening here? Oh my goodness, that is well, so. The worst funny. was that on Monday I
2: picked up. I um, my two younger kids go to a preschool that's an all day. You know, it's more of a daycare, but it has like a preschool slant to it. Mm-hmm. And when I picked my three year old up at five o'clock on Monday the per, the teacher was like so I just took her temperature and it's 101 and I'm like I'm not because she had a temperature but because I'm like now they're going to know and I'm not, I am not, can't bring her back right, tomorrow right because they're oh, going
0: to say 24 hours. hours
1: one Wednesday <laughs> and I'm like uh, I'm like are you sure they didn't have a sweatshirt on like it's, right, right. <laughs> should go was like, oh Christine <laughs> I know I just I know she was. I fine. think they were under her really warm blanket that she brought in for a nap. I mean, really, <laughs> that's me. I try to make bargains. I'm like, I'm totally like, super overheated. He was probably running around. Try it again. Have you? Cal- when's the last time you calibrated your thermometer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the deal you make with the policeman that pulls you over for the ticket, right? Like, yeah, exactly. When's the time you calibrated that gun. I don't believe this. I think we. I don't do believe that.
2: it. I know. And I was like, if I had just left work 15 minutes earlier, like if I just let that email sit and not like try. To to respond to it, they wouldn't have taken her temperature because let me tell you, on Tuesday she was fine. Oh,
0: oh I have thoughts like that <laughs> those like circulating thoughts of, Oh, I just did this one more thing and then it caused this and then it caused that. that and- too.
1: Yes. Did I pick up? I should have just let that phone go to voice. Exactly, and it's funny you're saying this because yes, was yesterday Wednesday? I'm losing track of my week. Yes, I my, <laughs> yes, I had my first day of classes with my students, and right in the middle of the class, the school nurse called. And then I didn't answer it, but then I, you know how the voicemail comes up as a text. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Mine said, We're having a situation. You need to call me immediately. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Well, then I have to do it. And I'm like, Excuse me, everyone. I know you don't know me well, but I do have a phone call and I have to step out. And it's this whole thing. My son couldn't be vaccinated for pertussis because he's allergic to that shot. And they had two confirmed cases. Oh, and what wow. happens? He immediately has to leave the school. Oh well. goodness! For how long? Oh, he had to leave for the rest of this week what? until they can get the oh. kids on antibiotics and make sure it's not a bigger outbreak. And wow, what a pain! Oh, it's my senior who's in high school. He's absolutely delighted. It's the best thing oh, you. Oh, it
0: was him. It was okay. I thought this was
1: Dash, and you no, were gonna it's have to. My five-year-old. It's my eighteen-year-old who. Oh my gosh! gosh. Oh, thank you, thank like you for a- the school vacation.
0: vacation. Oh, oh, he- so he's, he's fine. fine. He's oh, yeah. fine.
1: Oh, he's totally fine. He's been on Xbox, you know, all day. Yeah, i living, like, oh, living the dream. Oh, I'm in
0: the needing childcare every minute stage of life. Yeah. So I'd be like, Oh my gosh, a whole week? What's going on? Oh no!
1: <laughs> and that would have been the problem if it were Dash for sure, because he's five. So I would have had been. It would have thrown me into like a whole. Oh, what are we going to do for Thursday and Friday? And. And I yeah. think that's part of the stress of being a full time working mom that I think people don't get because a lot of that falls on me, not my husband. It's always me that's yes. like, who do I call? What do I do? Can I call my mom? Can she come here and stay for a few days? Like it becomes like this, you know, like an, it's like, I, I don't know, storming the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> like you're like, how do I map out the war that is about to hit? It's, it's, I it think it's all because, like in your head.
0: I don't, I don't know, know about you, Gail, but because I've never lived by family close by, we have had to rely way more on each other. Like, I've got, oh, this, we we've no got this, So we just do We're it back and forth or time. like outside or daycare or whatever. So I think partly because yeah. of that, we, I like put a lot on my partner to like make sure that, you know, uh, what are you going to do for this day? I took care of the last one. You know, we do a lot of that bouncing. Yeah, back I'm lucky.
1: I, I have only had my mom near me, but I'm lucky I have my mom. But,
2: We don't have anybody. And I mean, I have a pretty, pretty um, deep bench in terms of babysitters, but a lot of them are grad students. So it's not just like they're sitting around waiting for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say like, I've, I've had to triage. I'm like, okay, what meeting could I possibly Mm
1: -hmm.
2: miss or, you know, and I, a lot of it is like letting it go like, okay, are they going to remember in six months that I didn't attend this or that I had to zoom in to do it while I put my kid on a screen? And yeah. I like threatened their life to not walk in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: then, like, oh my I just remember
2: saying right before Christmas I had a sick kid and I was like, Santa Claus won't come. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Santa Claus will be on the Zoom call and they will see that you didn't listen.
0: Santa It's so funny.
2: It's nothing worse.
0: Oh, and like
2: a little head behind you on the zoom or like the little boys like mommy I and you're know. like hiding them away. Don't you
0: remember that video clip of that what? Australian, like news yeah. anchor, or whatever he was doing the interview, and the wife comes in, or the par- the partner comes in and like grabs little kid, and, and she's the like, that came yeah. in.
1: I remember that. Oh, that was.
0: But then he became all popular as a result. They're like, oh, look how awesome he is, and I'm thinking that happens to moms like every day.
1: Like every day. Do, like the
2: online class I teach, we try to zoom a couple mm-hmm. times to meet, and I usually do it around eight o'clock. And I feel like last semester, my son came and like stood at the door and you could kind of see the door in the in my background <laughs> this glass. And then like my students are starting to like, I'm noticing they're not exactly looking at me and some of them are looking distracted. And then I start to hear him like whimper and my husband's like trying to drag him away. And it's <laughs> in and I'm like, yes. Yes, very professional. Um, I'm going to zoom in my bathroom from now on. I know, <laughs> I it's know like, like a
1: ghost child in the background, right? Like, d- ignore what you're seeing. Don't, don't look at the ghost child. I want um. the
2: bookshelves behind me so I can look like I'm somewhat legit, but, and I don't want, like, a faucet because I'm sitting in the bathroom. But I can't <laughs> Maybe you need a bookshelf
0: in your bathroom.
2: <laughs> All right. I need like a mural of like a very professional window in some degrees.
1: Um, I feel like this is my life. I'm telling you, two days ago, I did, a, I did a, a voice thread introduction and it was the same thing. I positioned, I put makeup on, I did my hair. Now, no one could see I had sweats on, of course. But behind me, like I put like the most attractive bookcases in my house behind me and Five yes. seconds into it, here comes Dash. First, you see his thumb come in, like he gives a thumbs up behind my head. And then he leans in and you see his glasses. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of here. I just want to say hi. And it's oh, it's so frustrating. And then I feel like a mean mom, right? Because I'm like, get out of the room. Like, I turn into the dragon, you know, like I have to oh, use my scary no. voice. Well, I think that kind
0: of goes back to the conversation we were having with Gail before we started recording the podcast, but the difference between some of the work we do in higher ed and then the K-12 boundaries and working in the school setting, they're so blurry. It is so blurry. It
1: is.
2: Well, and I think like when I – when. When I was thinking about like um, what we were going to talk about, and talking about like how I get my partner involved, I think when you're in higher ed, you can kind of prioritize things. So I can wake up and like mm-hmm. I can look at my calendar and say Wednesday and Thursday are open. So I'll take the kids to childcare and pick them up because my God, that's a process and takes
1: yes.
2: you know thirty minutes of my life in the morning yes. just getting them into the car and like I forgot Bring this
1: shoes I forgot on. This.
2: Oh my goodness, you know oh. I feel like sometimes my husband looks at me in the mornings
1: and he's like, you got this? And then he like skips out the door. (laughs) Oh, that's what mine does. And he'll see me struggling to get a pair of pants on our child who can put them on himself, but hates the first three pairs I brought out and is now, you know, having a full meltdown. And I'm just like, just put the pants on. It doesn't matter. And my husband's like, have a good day.
2: Yes, exactly. Like they know exactly when to leave, but I'll communicate with them ahead of time. Like Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, I'm going to need you to take them to school because I've, I, you know, I spent yesterday actually in a school all day. So I had to leave my house by seven in the morning. So mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening. He put the kid on the bus. He did that. Um, And when I travel, I, we keep a joint calendar. And so I am like, when each of us travels, we block out the days. We used mm-hmm. to just send like, you know, here's like a little alert. I'll be traveling those days. And now I'm like bright red the whole day. Like mm-hmm. Gail will not be here. <laughs> so don't plan anything fun for yourself because it's not happening. So
0: how does your partner who's at home with the kids when you travel, has that helped him being a little bit more hands-on compared to maybe what you saw? Well, it sounds like you always have traveled since having all of the kids.
2: No, I I had a lull for a little bit. Um, I've always kind of done like the, everybody does like the conference circuits and um, you know, it wasn't as, as regular. um, But I think to me, it's my um, thought process behind it is you are an equal partner in this. You're like they're half you, dude. Like right, like let's do it. So um, I I used to feel some guilt about it, but then I don't because the other thing is for a long time, like I was building my schedule around my kids to the point where, you know, it was like work, kids, work, kids, work, kids. Mm-hmm. And my husband was going to like an office and he would come home and be able to tell me about all the ridiculous things Donald Trump did that day. And I'm like, <laughs> so you spent all the time on the internet. Anyway, Really trying to finish this to run and get this kid to this and then finish this and then run to this yeah. like I I would like three hours to kind of goof around and read message boards and I like, know he works yeah. very hard he works very hard that's not that but you know it's like he goes to an office he checks out completely unless I call him exactly meanwhile you know you, you know like you see the school phone number pop up and you're like oh dear God what is it now.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I feel that way all the time because my husband has an office job. And whenever we would have this argument, even back when I was a public school teacher, I would say to him, you realize you could show up late and the world doesn't end. I show up late. There's 30 human beings sitting in a room waiting just for me. And it can actually be a safety issue even like, I have Absolutely. to let Or if
0: they can even get in the room if you have to unlock the door.
1: Right. And it's Absolutely. the same even at college level, maybe not the safety issue, but still, you have people waiting for you and you're the only one that can go in and run that. And I don't think people get that that aren't teachers or have been teachers. They don't get that you can go and sit in an office and check out and goof around and socialize near the water cooler or whatever it is you every do. Every
0: single day
2: with your friends from work? Like, what?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay.
2: Right. Yes.
0: So, has it changed as you've added more kids? Has it gotten easier, more challenging?
2: I think you know, in some aspects, it's gotten a little bit easier um, because because they can they're more independent and they can play with each other, and so you know, I can. At the end of the day, like throw them all in a, you know, go downstairs and play in the basement with your toys. The Santa's gonna come take away because you don't play with them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I have used that line before. But and then I can like go upstairs and answer an email or whatever. It's kind of how we were talking about how higher ed bleeds into every aspect of your life because you have this constant. I feel like my brain is constantly like, oh, I've got a minute. What can I be doing? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Got a minute. What should I be doing here? And I think because I teach. Last year, I was teaching more face-to-face classes, and this year, I'm teaching online classes, which are great. I love teaching both, but the online has no boundaries, so it's like, oh, I better check on this
1: and make sure the student could access this. And yeah, and there's texts text and, and
0: phone calls, calls and...
1: <laughs> There's a it's lot re- more work. It, it seems like it's easier, but in a lot of ways, there's a lot of management involved.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. And like things that, you know, I could prepare for a class and I could show up and teach a class and then I would put it on a shelf and come back to it, you know, six days later, right, right before I was getting ready to do it. Now now it bleeds into everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
2: then, um you know, I enjoy it. And I think it's, but everything is reading. So where I'd be like, come and sit and like in my office and we can have a quick conversation about it. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, let me write this thoughtful email and try to figure out how to be gentle, but also firm
1: and And not be misinterpreted. And email's challenging even on its own because of the weird context of it. And people interpret things wrong or, you know, and you have to be so careful how you write it so it doesn't come off. Like you're angry Absolutely. or so yeah, yeah there's like the like, inbox fatigue. Like when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, How did I get six emails?
2: Like I just checked at ten o'clock last night. Like, what? <laughs> I know.
1: Or it's even worse sometimes. My gosh, the other day, or no, it was today, when I was texting with you a little bit, Felice, and you were And involved. I was
0: having email issues, which was really stressful. Oh, my that's
1: yeah. By the yeah. time I got home yeah. on my computer, I had like 17 emails and I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was so overwhelmed and I was like, okay, one at a time, one at a time. But it is is—it is a challenge. It's a big part of the job. Keeping. Students I love to send an email and say, I couldn't get into your form. What should I do? How do I get in? Oh, and, yeah, and it becomes uh, a management issue.
2: Well, I think one of the things that like this kind of – travel job has really helped me to do is um, to really embrace prioritize and embrace Elsa in a lot of ways so I used to be like okay Elsa being like, let it all go. Like I used to be like, uh, I will go to bed every night and my inbox will be totally empty. And now I'm like, eh, this one can wait. Let's see if they still have that problem two days later. You know, like, they'll and follow I up. I also
0: wait. think that's uh, three little kids. Um, oh, like, 100%. Yeah, because I used to be like very, very intentional about making sure everything was checked and done. And yeah. then, you know, three kids later, all in the throes of being little, I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You need That's to figure exactly. then- out what you can let go of. And you're right, the let it go thing. It, it's important. And I think sometimes it's even better for you when you do wait. Like you said, I'll give it a couple of days and see if it resolves itself. It almost always does unless it's a different issue. And then it's like, okay, if I'd gotten involved, it would have made it worse. So it's good yes. that I'm being- That's true
0: about a lot of issues in higher mm-hmm. ed I've observed. Oh, so- it is. Well me, I'm like jump on
2: this. Let me see if they can you know, let exactly. me see where
0: they're
2: me in right now and reply all to the thread. We're yeah. just gonna see how it works. Yeah. Out. But I think also, like with my kids, mm-hmm. it's been really freeing for me because I think if I if I wasn't so Completely overwhelmed and in a constant state of like just treading water barely. Mm-hmm. I would be mo- I would have more guilt about like I can chaperone these field trips all of them I because agree. I have a child possible, and I you know like I have to travel for work during mm-hmm. the winter concert for my daughter and like eh, it's okay would have been kind of boring anyway like listening to kids playing hot cross buns <laughs> on the recorder oh. like. Eh, eh. And my husband's going to go, and he's going to bring the other two kids, and he's going to have to wrangle the other two kids to do it. And I kind of got out of that. And that's, a, like, maybe a win. I don't know. Maybe it's that so- turned, maybe that
0: translates to some me time. Some sort
2: of- <laughs> it does. It does. Sometimes. I think I've, I've learned to not lose myself in it because mm-hmm. I think I threw myself into, like, my dissertation or I threw myself into my firstborn. But when you have two kids 19 months apart, like, there is no more. Like, they're all just become, like, this blob of kid. Like, you mm-hmm. can't even – like, like you're just in such survival mode that I think it's helped me to be like, you know what? I'm no good to anybody if I don't also like take care of myself. So it's,
1: it's the whole putting on the oxygen mask, right? Before that, you- and that's why I
0: tell my kids. I say, you have friends, you go on play dates, I have, I have to go see my friends.
1: So- yes, it's <laughs> and I get thing. like a
2: social, out- like I do get a little bit of like a social. Um, you know, like a social check-in when I do travel because I am seeing people outside of like my everyday life. Like I'm checking in with teachers, or I'm, you know, I'm um, right now I'm doing a lot of travel up to Falls Church, and we're working with a group of teachers. And I, it's an outlet for me to be mm-hmm. like, and like I said, like I get to be 24 hours of mom. I get to like go outside for a run and not care like who's taking care of what. And you know, so right? it I sounds can, like
0: there's definitely some upsides <laughs> to the schedule
2: why yeah. you rip off that band aid? It yeah. is pretty good. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like in February, I have to go to New York City for five days. I mean, that's so horrible, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Tell yeah, you like,
1: like what, what, what Broadway shows are playing? playing. Where can I get oh, really? restaurants? <laughs> yeah,
2: <My friends laughs> I get to catch up with. Yeah. You know, like I get to walk around the city by myself. You know, whereas like we're going on a trip tomorrow night for a couple days to see my parents, and that's gonna like that's not a like a vacation that's a family relocation
1: yes it is. That's mm-hmm.
2: like and all of the stuff and you know I can like take a train by myself up to New York City and do you know this training I'm gonna do and then be done and come so I mean I don't I think there is some marital fatigue when I travel too much and I think like the once a week travel was a lot and it, it did strain our relationship in some ways and honestly I was starting to get very like after doing it for so, um, like, for so long, it was almost became um,
0: – And you did that for, like, three school
1: years?
2: I did it for two – I did it for two full school years, two and a half. That's wow.
1: yeah. that is a lot of travel. That is. And I get that, it. That's why I said know. in the intro, a lot of travel.
2: <laughs> and you feel like
1: you lose a home base when that happens. So I feel yeah, like – was-
2: it was like when you're a teacher, right? And like, it was almost harder for you to have a sub because you yeah. have to like write out everything. And it was almost like any of the structure I put in place for the kids, I'd get back. And because my husband was also in survival mode, it would be totally like, you know, gone. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like Thursday's library day. She needed her library books. And like Tuesday's PE and she has to wear it. Like um, we keep the sneakers here, you know? So that was like yeah. constantly trying to rebuild that. And I will say, like, I think on the flip side of that, if my husband was traveling as much as I was and I was alone with the kids mm-hmm. as much, I would have been fatigued and like a little resentful myself. Absolutely.
1: So, of course, agreed. I mean, I mean, it's natural. And it's funny you said that because I know when I started working more and more and more and leaving the kid more with my husband, and I used to get mad when the routine would get broken. And one of my good friends was like, You need to realize he's making his own routine as well, and you can't interfere yes. with that. And he needs to do what works for him. It can't just be about what you think should work. And I was like, but my way is better. That
2: is like straight Elsa, right? Like, okay, so he decided to skip the bus and drop the kid off and then drop the other two kids off. And while I don't agree with that, like, that's what he had to do. And I just have to get it good.
1: And you have to just kind of be like, okay, that's what happened. And that's all we can do about it. You and know, the nice thing gone.
2: is that my kids go to my husband to solve problems now a lot more than they were doing before I was traveling quite a mm-hmm. bit, and it's stuck since I pulled back on some of the travel. It has stuck that like they don't mm-hmm. always go to me; they go to him, and I think that's, I think that is a nice aspect of it. Um, but I do like I carve time out for myself every single day, whether it's like exercising or calling a friend on the phone and like sitting in the the daycare parking lot till we're done with our conversation. But I'm like that this is important for me because I need to have my own identity or else I'm just miserable.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you need to have yourself as you were saying, you don't want to lose yourself. So you need to do those things that make you feel like you again.
0: Definitely. So speaking of surviving and thriving, we've had a really awesome conversation with you, Gail. But at the end of each of our interviews and at the end of each of our episodes, we like to talk about how we're surviving and thriving the week. And we'd love for you to participate. So a lot of them have to do with self-care or taking time for yourself in whatever way that looks. So Christine, do you have something that you'd want to share so we can Kind of show what we've been doing with our survive and thrive.
1: So I have this big thing this weekend. I'm part. I'm on the board of a community theater group, and I wrote a mystery play, and we're performing it tomorrow, Friday right. and Sunday. Yes, and it's very exciting and fun. And I have this great cast, and we're doing it in this um, historic inn. And But at the same time, it's been a little bit like stressful because, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. It's not just writing the play and everyone, you know, performing it. It's also meeting with the innkeeper and figuring out the menu and selling the tickets and all that. So I'm kind of surviving and thriving at the same time with this little project because I'm like (laughs) really burned out. And today it was like, was the day everything went wrong with a million phone calls and texts and panicked, you know, people saying this food delivery didn't come in and this is what we were going to serve. So now, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, but at the same
0: time, how, do you do a dress rehearsal on something like that? Like, have you done one? Or oh, I did
1: one last night until like ten
0: at night? Gotcha. And I was wondering if you'd even be available for this conversation because I knew it was getting close, so oh, I wasn't yeah. quite sure what. Tomorrow
1: night, yep, it starts tomorrow night. So I'm excited to do it, but it's a, it is part of my self care because I know a lot of people think, well, why are you doing something so time consuming? You don't even get paid for it. it. Has nothing to do with your job. And I'm like, kind of like that's the reason why actually because it's for me. It has nothing to do with being paid or anything to do with education. It's just something. It's like i don't... an
0: artistic, creative outlet, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So oh, that's so important. What yeah. about you? What so you my Survive and Thrive for this week is I have been dealing with some neck pain and issues for the past oh few years. So like when driving... You know, I'd look to my left and I'd be like, I really can't turn my head all the way. I'm trying to back up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be painful. I'm not gonna be able to turn my head. So, um, you know, with three little kids, I just hadn't oh taken the time to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out with a friend in December, and she had one of these coupons for a local chiropractor, and she said, Oh, you know, things are going really well. And it was kind of for an evaluation, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I should actually do that. So mm-hmm. I've been getting some chiropractic care and trying yeah. to get some more mobility back in my neck from, I think, an injury oh, from boy. like many years ago. But still, yeah. it's just Is like they sit. Pardon?
1: Is it working? Do
0: you think? I think it is. Yeah, awesome. I never know with some have of those things. Have you guys things, but...
2: seen that? Have you guys seen that um, meme that's like that's like the human body is like talking to you and it's like I can grow an entire human in nine months, a complete eyeballs, brain, spinal mm-hmm. system, nervous system, and then the, the person responds like, "Cool, cool, cool." Um, you know, I just sprained my ankle, uh, and the human body responds, "That'll take seven years, and it'll never be the same." <laughs>
0: Yes, I hear that when you hit a certain age, things just aren't the same.
2: <laughs> well, and I'm like, how is it that our bodies can grow like entire human beings? Okay, no, but it's like, it's
1: like yes. <laughs> you
2: pull one muscle and then it's like you're All shot over. for like 10 years, you're suffering. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Gail, what about you? How are you surviving and thriving these days?
2: I um. I think that I have found an outlet for that. Like, I don't know if anybody else goes through that where or experiences this where you like feel kind of like low grade panic that's always a little bit under the surface. <laughs> it's like bubbling up, but you're like, I don't quite have it all together.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, like you feel like everything's me. getting on like ice. It's like I can't keep it all
2: going yes! hot. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, the, the panic will bubble up, and We're then you're sweet. like, push it down, push it down, uh-huh. and it'll fork itself out. Um, I found a great outlet. My um, husband and I decided to buy a Peloton bike. Oh. And it's like that streaming right. where you can take like live classes. Oh, I some-
1: I've been admiring that from afar every time. Oh, oh that looks nice. I get a well, little tired in the mail, and
0: I'm like, "What are these do things?
1: It. Oh, we it. Do it. It's our
2: tenth anniversary present to each other, except that I leave my shoes clipped into
0: it,
1: oh. and <laughs>
2: don't touch the seat. So,
1: <laughs> don't touch my settings. Don't move this. Don't exactly. Do I'm like, don't touch them. If you get
2: it, you're gonna ride in my shoes and on this because I got it perfect. Um,
1: but is it worth the? Money? I think. Would you recommend it?
2: It has been keeping the like low grade panic, like Uh really at bay. And even today I did, I, you know, it's like, I've been able to. Are they live classes? Some, yes, they're both. Mm
1: -hmm. But they like. Some are pre-recorded and some aren't, correct?
2: Well, they'll record a live class and then you can watch it later, but they'll like call out to you. So you, you like appear on a screen with all these other people in the class and they'll be like, Hey, great job. So-and-so. And like, so that's, like, super reinforcing and motivating yeah. right there. But <laughs> I um, I found this instructor who I really like because she plays, like, all this great music. And today she was, like, um, in the class I took today. So the nice thing, the way I've been really thriving with it is I can fit it in to, like, nooks and crannies of the day. Oh, yeah. Because it's there. at home, right? It's at home. And so it's, like, I'll go into work and then I'll be home. And then it's, like, I've got 45 minutes before I pick up my kids. This and, you know, when you, when you get it. home, it's, like. That's when you jump on and do it. Mm -hmm. So today I did it and like wound up after she was done. She was like, you know, she's a little hippie, but that's cool. She's like the light in me honors the light (laughs) in you. And it was a really hard ride for 45 minutes. And I like burst into tears and I was like, wow, that's what a relief. Like it was just this huge release. And I was like, okay, panic bubbles are down.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, and it makes sense because research shows that exercise releases those endorphins and they help prevent. Anxiety, depression. So, what a great solution to that.
2: Yes. Yes. It's better than drinking excessively. Mm-hmm. or any kind of medicine and it makes me a better mom I think yeah. because I'm like okay I've got energy and like yeah. I'm not jittery and I'm not trying to like crawl out of my skin yeah and it also means that today I when I did it I was like I know that I'm about to get five emails about something and I'm launching a project and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm closing the laptop and I'm walking away <laughs> and in 45 minutes <laughs> You'll be all ready. of that will still be there yeah. and it'll be okay that I let it go yeah
1: so yes I did the same thing today. I took my dog for a walk and I took, I shut the computer. I was like, yes, because I had a day where everything was skidding on the ice. I was so stressed yes. and it was anxiety. And and also then I I know you probably do too. You also feel better afterwards because you also did something healthy. So you're like, I can also yeah. get that off my box that I exercised mm-hmm. and now yes. I to feel like, oh, I missed out on that. So it's good. It's
2: yeah. So it's not like the end of the day, and you're like, I'm exhausted mentally, right. I'm
1: exhausted emotionally,
2: I'm the exhausted kids physically. Are around,
1: and they're like, don't go yeah. run, mommy, don't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Well, thank you so much, Gail. Yeah. This, was really this was so much fun. And just fun to chat. So we yeah. really appreciate you being here.
1: I appreciate it too. It's And it's so wonderful to hear other people's stories and, and find those connections. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh, gosh. Thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing. I yeah. think it's... Um- amazing
0: come back again <laughs> yes we have to of our guests to say okay this is like a six-month check-in
2: yeah oh so. yes oh yeah I'll, I'll come back after i go to new york city and oh, then i go to yeah. new mexico in march and then you know my husband's like yeah you're really
0: racking up that
2: frequent flyer huh and I'm like,
0: that's great <laughs> okay well this has been oh. episode six of wondrous moms Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community. To all the wondrous moms out there surviving and thriving as educators and moms, we've got you.
1: We always welcome your feedback, tips, tricks, ideas, and questions about how you are surviving and thriving as educator moms. You can message us at wondrousmoms at gmail.com or follow us
0: at wondrousmoms on Instagram. Of course, we always appreciate you sharing the Wondrous Moms podcast with your tribe and leaving us a supportive review on iTunes. It's the best way to reach all the Wondrous Moms out there and support the collective work we are doing. Till next time.